High Noon with George Hook. Thanks to ClaytonHotels.com with 17 hotels across Ireland and the UK. Time now for Numbers That Talk because Senior Statistician at the CSO, Central Statistics Office, to you and me, Excuse me, Deirdre Cullen joins me because she makes sense of all kinds of numbers and she joins me now. Deirdre, welcome to the programme. Thanks, George. Um, I missed you last week. Oh, Kira and I got on great without you. She, <laughs> I had no interruptions. It was fantastic. All right, I promise. I promise to be like Kira Kelly. I won't interrupt. What have you got for me? Uh, well, today I thought I'd, I'd cover the uh, the results, more results from the census. And I know it astonishes you that we just keep bringing out these reports, but the census is endlessly fascinating. And so last week's report uh, talked about marriage, separation, divorce, single people, um, towns with, with high percentages of single yeah. people and households and families. I'm going to interrupt you now, <laughs> No, but it's really interesting from the point of view of the census that like 20 years ago, well, about or a little more, you wouldn't be talking about separation and divorce and all these sort of things because essentially it didn't exist. So a lot of these figures are more modern figures and you can't really compare them to to times past. Isn't well, that I, right? I think your contention about separation and divorce didn't really exist is interesting because we always had separation in Ireland. It was just divorce that we didn't have. And okay. that was one of the arguments used at the time. But no, you're right. The divorce figures just go back. I mean, we had divorced people in Ireland prior to the introduction of divorce because they would have come from other countries. From Reno, Nevada. From Reno, Nevada or, or Mexico or whatever. But the statistics anyway are telling us that back in 96, there was just under 10,000 people were divorced in Ireland. Um, by 2002, so we were promised a tsunami of divorce if divorce was introduced. And by 2002, there were 35,000 people. That's a tsunami I put to your statistician. That's, uh, an, that's a 300% increase. Um, but at the same time, the number of separated people remained the same. So oh. there were more people get, getting separated, if you like, coming into that group and then people leaving to become divorced. So, you know, we can't really talk about increases or a tsunami. I don't believe so anyway. By nine, by 2006, there was uh, 60,000 people divorced. Double. By, two, by 2011, 88,000 people. And this time around, 104,000 people. So right, 2% of the population. I was going to say Deputy Cullen. I was going to, <laughs> I was going to promote no, you. No, George, no. Deirdre <laughs> Cullen from CSO. As a, one of the most distinguished statisticians in the country, right? Be- Thanks, George. <laughs> in a 20-year period, right? Yeah. 20-year period, uh, we've gone from 10,000 to 180,000. That's a tsunami. If you say so. At the same time, the number of people who were separated uh, went from 78,000 to 118,000. Okay. And but over the last five years, the number of people who were divorced increased by some 22,000, but the number of people who were separated only increased by 2,000. So again, it's people... You know, because you have to be separated first in Ireland before you can get divorced. So people are in the separated category first oh, for a while. Do you have to be separated first? 
I think that's part of the legislation oh, for right. a period of five I, years. I, you see, my, my what I was going to say to you was the reason the separated hadn't increased at the same rate as the divorced is that people were going straight to the divorce option. Do you know what I mean? You know, it was they were just saying, listen, let's end this thing and off they went. No, I think it's what's okay. actually happening is people are moving into the separated category. That would increase, only other people are leaving the separated category. In a bit bigger like, numbers. In yeah, bigger numbers. Yeah, yeah a that, bit, I a bit get like that. Uh, age cohorts. Now, now, if you go to housing now, okay, there must now be a change in that same 20 year period of the makeup of the people who live in houses, single parent families, or people who live alone, that kind of stuff. Did you go, did you find out about that? That's right. So that's an important output from the census. Uh, 1.7 million households in Ireland. And uh, of that, just 31% are comprised of a married couple and children. So what we might consider the traditional family household. Uh, 530,000 households in Ireland have a married couple and children. Now, another small number would be a married couple, children and other people. So, um, but essentially 31, 32% of all households in Ireland are a married couple with children. Now, that's interesting because the foundation of the state, when your predecessors were taking the numbers, presumably the, the British census takers that they were at that point, they, the, 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 the bulk of people living in houses would be married couples, but the number of children would be greater. On the other hand, I don't know how expert you are uh, with the census for Thailand, but what you would find in far eastern countries because of the extended family thing you'd find a lot of other people living in the house wouldn't that be so that's right our extended families like the grandparents are living in a separate house well, what our census figures tell us, just um, over 73,000 households were sharing their household with others and lone parents were most likely to share. And we did see a small increase in those numbers between the two censuses. But the numbers in Ireland are still small enough. And so yeah. we, the, our, our family structures tend to be more just uh, the married couple with kids or a cohabiting couple with children. So only 32% of our households are married couples with children. What are the rest? Well, uh, 24% of them are one person households. Just under 400,000 households in Ireland now are comprised of, of one person. Are we, I mean, are we, I'm not saying are we definite because of course your figures are correct. But what you're talking about one person. So you have a very substantial number of houses. Now, does this include just because kind of bear with me here about my convoluted thinking. These single people, are they living in houses or and apartments or are we talking houses? Uh, mixed accommodation okay. type and mixed tenure. A lot of them are homeowners. A lot of them will be widowed women. Um, when we look at it by marital status, we can see that just over half of them were single. Men were more likely to be single than women. So 60% of men versus 44% of women. Women are more likely to be widowed. Uh, when we look at a, a narrower age group of those aged 25 to 44, six out of 10 were men. So that idea of living on your own, you know, in, in at a stage in your life where you mightn't be expected to be living on your own, there's more men than women. And then as as 
people age and one partner dies and people are left on their own, there's always more women in that category. Because women live longer. Because but, women but, live longer. Yeah, but I always think, like your numbers, because you're bringing them to life all the time and they're not just cold numbers anymore. You you also, like somebody like me, I suppose, thinks you've got this very substantial number of people who are living alone and then you have maybe all the social issues that arise from living alone. I'm sure there's a ton of people like like if I'd be delighted to be living alone, I'd be happy as a sandboy. But there's a lot of people I you mightn't, George. I you mightn't. It's okay, it's not a holiday. Washing your own socks. <laughs> but 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 it 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 is um it could be a social issue. It's, it, there are definitely social implications and I think some of the key statistics we produce from the census are statistics on the number of elderly people living alone yeah. and of course we can produce that then by area and show the areas in Ireland where there's higher numbers of elderly people living and where alone. where are the higher numbers of old people? Elderly people I think. We in say. the west, in the northwest, you know, really? west of the Shannon, absolutely, yeah. Um, what I have here in front of me is one person households by county and um, Dublin um, Cork City, um, they both have, you know, close to 30%, whereas it would be 24% for the state. Whereas your commuter belt counties and your counties with high percentage of, of family households, they've got lower numbers, just 16 and 17%. When we look, go back to the married couple with children in Dublin, fewer than one in five households. Now, this would be Dublin City. So 212,000 households in Dublin City. So I don't think you're in Dublin City, for example. You're probably in Dunleary Rathdown, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, in Dublin City, I'm in Dublin City, I'm in Glasnevin. Fewer than one in five households are made up now of a married couple with children. One in five. One in five. You see, again, if you look at, like, say, when I got married 48 years ago, or is it 49? But anyway, roughly 48. Big anniversary coming up, so. (laughs) (laughs) So, 49. When you think about it that way, right, um, the thing, the Irish thing was, you got married and you bought a house. The two things were contemporaneous: the buying of the house and getting married. So therefore, at that time, there would have been a higher percentage, I would imagine, of married couples with children living in houses, because they were most of the people who bought houses. No. Yeah, of course. And and I mean, what these statistics tell me as I look at them. So we produce statistics for Dublin for four administrative areas, Dublin City, Fingal, Rathdown and South Dublin. And Dublin City stands out as being quite different to the surrounding parts of in Dublin. In terms of married couples with children. In, in terms of household composition and yeah. who now lives in Dublin City. So, for example, 14% of households in Dublin City are non-family. So their households of flat shares are, you know, students are just people sharing accommodation together. Um, 14%, whereas the figure for the country overall is just 6.3%. 9% of households in uh, Dublin City are uh, one parent families, uh, one parent mothers and another one and a half percent one parent father uh, families. So more than one in 10 households in Dublin City are one parent fathers. Do you know I was thinking, families. you know, I was just thinking that because, you know, I'd be happy as a sandboy living alone, uh, you know. But it's an interesting thing here that a lot of those people who are living alone are probably living in um, houses or apartments that are designed for more than one person. Yeah. Now, you're a statistician. You can draw uh, social, um, uh, 
what uh, implications yeah. I, I, I can do that like yeah um, but that wouldn't just apply to one person households that might apply to elderly couples who's you know empty nest households you know who are in a five bedroom pile out in South Dublin <laughs> <laughs> but, and we do yes, produce we but, do but produce yeah. statistics from the census on average number of persons per room and so and we, you know we saw that go up between 2011 and 2016 and so we saw we were seeing that pinch on housing you know the, the hard facts coming out of the census I was in here talking about that before well that's why these figures are so important because as we face like just the news this morning says that if nine, 900 people are coming from some organisation maybe to Ireland from some European organisation and they're saying where will they get the houses and they'd be well paid so they'd be able to get the houses but that means that there's 900 Irish people who can't get the houses so these figures then become crucially important for the planning of of where Ireland is going to Ab- go. Absolutely. And, 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 you know, that's why I come in here and I talk about them every few weeks because but they are fascinating. One of the best things that the census does, though, George, is the geography. And, um, you know, it's so it's not just about Dublin or Cork, but we can drill down into towns and villages and, and cities. So uh, one set of figures that we produced there a couple of weeks ago was uh, the number of single people in Ireland and then which towns had the highest percentage of single people. And then we can have a look at it for a certain cohort as well. Now, um, if you, are you able to tell the towns with the highest number of single women? Because we could start going to the dances there on a Saturday night or something. Yeah. Could <laughs> so let's have a look. So yeah. I have I have here. So okay. So 1.5 million single people. Galway okay. and Dublin City had the highest proportions. They'd 53 percent each, and then 53 um, percent of what of people were single in Galway City and Dublin City. 53 percent of the people in Dublin are single. Yes, you're kidding. Dublin me. City. Oh, Dublin City. Yeah. You're kidding me. No, I'm not kidding you. No, I'm not. No. And how many of them are women? As the fellow, I said. don't have that figure All in front right, of okay. me. Malahide and Greystones had the lowest proportion of single people because all um, the old fogies whereas Maynooth and Sligo have the highest proportion of single people so where you get a third level institution yeah. you're going to get very high, le- high levels yeah. but then when we drill into the towns so the town with the highest proportion of single people in Ireland is Balanacargi <laughs> 65 they don't have a dance on the Sandra oh, well, the well, well if they did now they'd be doing well because of 65 single males and 65 single females <laughs> Bunratty on the other hand if you're a single man boys get yourself down to Bunratty 85 single males and 105 single women in Bunratty in Bunratty so and I guess in. they would be the tourist industry workers maybe there's, oh, more, yeah. there's more harpists and Irish so, dancers in the castle there you go um, but uh, hold on a minute. I don't want to. I don't want to let go of this. I'm like a dog with a bone here, on on single people. Um, when you go to Galway, which is a, a fantastic student city, the the, the figures are clearly um, influenced by, as you said. But I, I I want to stress it, if you like, of student populations, because if you then go to well established parts of the country in save rural Ireland with no third level institution, by definition you're going to have less single people. Yes. Yes, but I mean we're we're reporting what we find on the no, ground, no, and um, but yeah. yeah, and we we do put it in context when we report the results, and we will yeah. talk about the presence of a third level college or whatever, and um, so and then when you're looking at statistics again, 
the age impact on statistics is very important. So some counties are older than other counties. So Meath would have a young population. It's all young families with children, whereas Kerry and Donegal would have an older population. So then what we can do is we can just say, well, let's have a look at the group aged 40 to 49 who are single. And they might be people who might be considered they won't marry at this stage. Now, that's kind of an old measure because people right, are marrying later yeah, and later. I get it, yeah, again there. So Dublin City has the highest percentage in that particular group, Cork City, Galway City. And the lowest numbers are found in Offaly, Westmeath, um, the Midlands, Leitrim, um, uh, Mayo. So lower proportions of single people there. If I look at Kerry, 25% of people in that age group, 40 to 49 are single. If I look at Sligo, 26%. If I look at Cavan, it's just one in five. But so it, the numbers, yeah. we, and you can see patterns are across the country. But the that. interesting thing as a statistician and census, um, because we have been at peace because we're a neutral country, most of our figures have remained consistent right over the last 40, 50 or 60 years. But if you had done this study for, say, Germany in 1950, you would have found a staggering number of, of widows, obviously because of the impact of the war and so on. So then our numbers have been by and large consistent because of emigration, really. No, not inward migration, which has changed, but outward migration. Okay, the numbers have changed a bit, but, but that pattern has always existed. The pattern remains. Yeah. And while we do see slightly more um, men among migrants, immigrants and emigrants, um, it's it's not dramatically different. I think back in the 50s when we experienced a period of high outward migration, it was predominantly men. And then back in the 70s, we saw a lot of um people return into Ireland and we had that huge yeah. pinch point on housing at that time. Now, I know you're appalled when I talk about going to dances on a Saturday night. Why would I be appalled by no, that, George? I'm they, a big no. old romantic at heart. <laughs> but I didn't realise that actually I was a statistician at heart when <laughs> I was going dancing on a Saturday night. And I, I wonder, can you throw light on this, right? When I came to Dublin in April 1960, Right and started dancing. There were immeasurably more women in the dance hall than there were men, even though there were young men and young women. And the proportion, it was always said that the proportion of women to men in Ireland generally, but mm. particularly in Dublin, was almost two to one. Well, I've would you like with your knowledge of past censuses and so on? Would my anecdotal census taking in dance halls? Bunkum. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there are um, more men than women. I mean, I've talked before. Bunkum um, is a pretty strong word. <laughs> well, two to one. Come on, <laughs> where would we be if that was the case? Um, no, look at. Uh, I've been on here talking about the sex ratio before, and there are more women than men in Ireland now and it has turned from the other way around. Um, so there are more women than men, but it's nowhere close to... Uh, Two to one? No, no, nowhere close well, to that. if you were no. dancing in no. the rugby clubs on a Saturday night in 1960, I venture to suggest you might have come up with a different dance on. All right. Okay. That, you see, that's why we have statistics and that's <laughs> anecdote. <laughs> well, there you have it. Next week, Deirdre Cullen will be back making more numbers talk. Don't forget, you'll have another chance tomorrow to join me at the Clayton Hotel Bowls Bridge, Dublin Horse Week, Ladies' Day, Thursday, 
10th of August. But the team was Peter Malloy and Sound, Kira Courtney, Alex Schuster, and Maggie Doll. Sean Moncrief is up next.